listening to the Derms and Conditions Podcast. So it's a pleasure to bring up here. We don't need to be over here because we're, okay. we're mic separately. It's a pleasure to, like, to bring walk up. behind each other like some yeah, presidential debate. Just a presidential <laughs> debate. Not going to be debating the president. So this is actually a live podcast for Derms and Conditions with Mark Kaufman, who I've known for many years. As a friend and a colleague, we work together on things that advance dermatology and cosmetic surgery uh, with different different activities. But he has really done a great job so far and is just a great guy and somebody that we can depend on at the, at the American Academy of Dermatology. So let's get the discussion going. So Mark, you know, things are getting a little tight, you know, everything's more expensive. So when different requests come in for money, and one of those is AAD dues, you know, I thought about maybe I can save some money and not necessarily be a member of the AAD or other organizations. So if I'm looking at that invoice, right, from the AAD, why should I keep being an AAD member? What, in your mind, what the AAD does classically and what you're doing now moving into the future? So first of all, thank you for having me here. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. It's great to be at a meeting that it almost seems normal, like COVID never happened, and it's great to see friends and meet new people. So I'm, I'm really happy to be here. I think the, the question is a great one. Uh, why, uh, what does the Academy do for me? And uh, I'll, I'll be very happy to, to give you, I'll try and give you a short, concise answer. Uh, there, there are four, things that the Academy does for its members. Uh, they relate to education. Uh, you all know there's going to be a big meeting in New Orleans in March, and we hope to see many of you there. Uh, we work on advocacy, and I'm going to touch on that a little more. Uh, we work on public relations, and I hope to touch on that too. And we also advocate for research. So there are a lot of things. I don't know if you want me to go into any detail on any well, of them. But pick one that you think is the most important in dermatology right okay. now in terms of what we're facing as a specialty. So the, the most important now is by far the advocacy realm. Uh, we are uh, currently um, in an election season. And uh, what I think is really important for dermatologists to understand is that it is really important for us to be the best at what we do, and that's why you're here at this meeting, to become the best and better at what you do. But at the same time, we also live in a world where politics actually can determine whether or not your life is gonna be miserable or you're gonna be able to practice the way that you want to, to be able to treat the patients with all the medications that you're hearing about without dealing with some of the hassles that you're hearing about. And, and more, more importantly, for the moment, we're also dealing with a reimbursement uh, crisis in medicine, not just in dermatology, but all physicians are faced at the moment with an 8.5% cut for next year on Medicare rates. And we're hopeful that we can mitigate that, but I am someone who came in and told people that I don't want mitigation, I want elimination, I want a raise for inflation, and unfortunately, the, rea the political realities is that we don't always get that chance. Our, our legislators, and we, were just, we just had a legislative conference with 200 people where we went to the Hill, but we're getting mixed messages. Some of them are saying that you know, there's just other greater political concerns that they have that are not gonna allow for them to 
get rid of all the cuts. So I would encourage everyone to give to SkinPAC, to also individually get involved. If you know anyone who's in Congress, or even if you don't know your Congress people, find out a way to write letters, because the AAD is, is, is really working hard for this, but we can't do it alone. We need your help. So uh, I hear often, you know, give to SkinPAC. Can you give some examples of, of how SkinPAC actually makes a difference for dermatology? So we give money to SkinPAC or to the AAD to solve some of these issues or combat some of these issues. What's actually done in the trenches for the, for the members? Sure. So the, the first thing I'll say is uh, your, in your question, you said you give money to SkinPAC or AAD. It is different when you give money to SkinPAC or you give money to AAD. AAD has um, a philanthropic arm. Uh, within its 501c3, I know I'm getting a little technical, but in order to do advocacy on the Hill, we have a separate arm, and that separate arm is a different tax category. So just because, and this is a good point, just because you give money to AAD, none of that is going for advocacy in Washington. We actually can only use the money raised uh, on the other arm, on the association arm. So that's why skin pack donations are really important, because it doesn't come from anywhere else. And what SkinPAC lets you do is it doesn't buy votes. We can't go and tell someone, we need you to vote for this, and here's a donation. But it does get us FaceTime with the legislators. So it gets us meetings with people who we might not otherwise get. And at least, you know, you, know, you have to be at the table. And, and what SkinPAC does, it gets us a seat at the table. So are there examples you could uh, point out where we've had, even if they were small wins, where wins actually happened for dermatology? Sure. I mean, we, you know, um, on, on the federal level, on the state, we, we also work a lot at the state level and we, we work to get, um, you know, uh, legislation through to, uh, um, for shade structures, for, uh, to eliminate, uh, you know, tanning bed taxes to, or to limit the use of tanning beds. On a federal level, we are always advocating for issues that are important to dermatology. And the way that we can talk to the legislators about those issues is through the donations from SkinPAC. So if an individual out here says, you know, like the, the movie Network, right? Was it Network? I'm mad Madison. as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. And they want to get involved. What should they do? Should they send an email to you? Do they send an email to somebody specifically at the academy if they want to have a voice on some particular issue? Anyone who wants to get involved can write an email to me, president at aad.org. Uh, if it's not me who's going to respond, I can get it to the right person who will respond to you. And we would love to have more people get involved. And really, everyone should get involved now because it really is a moment of crisis right now with reimbursement and we need all hands on deck so um, you know find out who your congress people are we're gonna you're gonna be getting emails from us probably from ama as well to do a grassroots emails to all of your legislators to try and get them to understand that in order for us to keep our doors open we're going to need not just an elimination of the of these eight and a half percent cuts but actually an adjustment upward for inflation so if there if someone is contacting a legislator or whoever you're recommending that they contact how are they not just perceived as oh this is just a doctor who, yeah, they've had cuts, but they're still making plenty of money, and why should I feel sorry for them or do anything to help that? Any specific things we should say about what dermatologists do that makes a difference with these 
of political individuals? Well, I, I would stress to them that, you know, many times in the past, for those of you old enough in the audience to remember the days of the SGR, uh, the sustained growth factor, which, which we got eliminated, and remember, it was eliminated on an annual basis in total. Uh, we never got a cut, but we were still getting cut because inflation took place, and we, we were getting cut. It was like death by a thousand cuts, literally, but it was, it was very slow, and we're very good at adapting and working harder and seeing more patience. And you can do that for a while, but at some point you run out of runway. And the way you run out of one runway quicker is when inflation goes from zero to eight and a half or double digits, which it is. And then you just, you, you just can't do it anymore. So I would say it's just a matter of math. We can't survive in an, in an inflationary environment uh, with any cuts, let alone the lack of an adjustment upward. So how do we get ahead of it? Let's say people get involved and we have some success and we do some of those rate cuts. We're gonna go through this cycle again. And so how do we stay ahead of it all the time rather than just reacting to it on a case-by-case -case basis? Any, any thoughts on that? I know it's difficult. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough question. I have my own thoughts. I think uh, in general, I think physicians are weaker because we are specialty driven. In other words, skin pack is dermatology specific. And so every specialty has their own pack. And it's great because you can, you can you know, lobby for your interests, but at the same time, physicians as a group are all splintered. We're not unified. We don't have one pack that goes to Washington and tell them the realities of economics that are facing us. And I think that actually hurts us. So I'm thinking that in the future, we may need almost a super PAC of all the specialty PACs in order to go to Washington the way that the hospitals and the nursing homes go to Washington. They go as one entity. They don't go as 30 different entities asking for tiny little things. They go as one entity and they're only asking for one thing. They're asking for an adjustment for inflation. And you know what? They get it. The hospitals are adjusted for inflation. The nursing homes are adjusted for inflation. The physician fee schedule stays the same. So are different physician groups actually cannibalizing each other? Where you might have one group, primary care or whatever, saying that, you know, the dermatologists are fine, but we need the help. So that doesn't sound like a unified voice if that's what's I, actually happening. Yeah. And I think, honestly, I think that uh, that gets to the crux of the problem is that physicians have never been a unified group. Uh, and so it does make it more difficult, I think, to be able to advocate as physicians when we're all advocating for each other's specialties. So are there ways that maybe some of our patients would understand what we're saying, that you get the patients involved? Absolutely. And and it, so it, how, how do you do that without seeming self-serving? It, it is difficult. I don't, think it, it, I don't think it's worth telling a patient, you know, uh, we're going to get cut. Um, but on the other hand, it is worthwhile if your patient comes, if, if you have to drop off of certain insurances to have that discussion with a patient who says, how come you're not taking my insurance anymore? I think it's totally fair to say, hey, you know, I'd love to see you. I'd love to take your insurance, but it's just not possible. If you want, you can contact 
some folks that might be able to change that so that we can get back on the insurance and be so able to So is the it. way they can go to a, a, a website or someplace where the academy would then let the patients know or SkinPAC would let the patients know what they can do? I may be barking that's up not, the wrong yeah, that's, tree. That's not, a, that's not available at the moment, but maybe something we right. can look at. Yeah. So what else, right? It's, it's been an awesome year. Um, it really has. I've been uh, representing the Academy uh, all over the country, all over the world. I've been to remarkable uh, places, seen other dermatology societies of other countries uh, and how they work. Um, but probably the most magical trip I took was uh, to a small town uh, in northern Minnesota of Cross Lake which was, it's really the birthplace of Camp Discovery, for any of you who know what the program is. It's a, it's a program where we send kids with horrible skin disease who are just, you know, have, suffer from tremendous self-esteem issues and think that they're alone in the world. And the Academy, through a, a lot of donations, is able to send these kids for one week to a camp where they feel like they're normal. And they're around kids who have similar diseases. And it's, it's, it, it was really interesting because I was, I was going from one lecture and giving an academy update and I was on my way to another meeting to talk about burnout and I tell people on my way to go talk about burnout, I actually found the cure to burnout. Because we never, we never take the journey with our patient really. We see the patient, they may have horrible skin disease, we, we help them, we prescribe and then they go back to live in their own world and we don't. And to be able to go and to see them living in their world and, and really um, getting what they get out of Camp Discovery was completely uh, life-changing for me. And, and that's why my main initiative of my presidency has been to try and expand the Camp Discovery program, its capacity. And my goal, my stretch goal, is to make it so that every resident in the United States would be able to spend one week out of their three years at Camp Discovery. That would be fantastic. So that's the focus, because it goes by fast, right? It goes you know, by very it, fast. You have a whole list of things you want to do, and it's really hard to get to all of them. So Mark, I want to thank you for the effort you put in. It, it's one year as president, but there's a lot of years building up to that year of hard work, in addition to what you've done at the Ruck. Uh, along the way. Appreciate it because it's a lot of hours. Okay? I appreciate it. Thank that. you, Mark. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. a pleasure. It. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Derms and Conditions. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcasts at fred.health. And most importantly, if you like this episode, subscribe to the Derms and Conditions podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Thanks for joining us.